Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best value registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. See, I think sometimes we think, well, if I forgive, then I'm supposed to forget. No, you're not necessarily going to, but if you forgive and then you choose to address it, then you're going to more likely have a good conversation, a healthy conversation, and it's not going to be all worked up and highly emotional because you've untangled your heart. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about the messy, less than perfect, but real stuff of life. My name's Jill Savage, and I'll be your host. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. We are talking about all things forgiveness. And I'm glad that my husband, Mark, has agreed to join me on today's episode. Hey, babe. Hey. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. So we're doing a brain dump on mm-hmm. forgiveness today. Yeah. Like we we teach this concept in our No More Perfect Marriages book, Mm -hmm. as well as our No More Perfect Marriages course. We're going to be talking about forgiveness, though, in general, not just in the realm of marriage. Right. In all relationships, why it's powerful, why it's important. Mm -hmm. And probably more than anything, why we need to use it every day. Yes. Yeah. It's not a one-time event or a one-time decision. It's consistent. It is, and it's how we handle our response when we bump into somebody's imperfect. Yeah, yeah. It might be our own imperfect. Mm-hmm. It might be our spouse's imperfect. If we're married, it might be someone of- else's imperfect. Because mm-hmm. bottom line, there's a whole lot of imperfect walking around because that's what we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a whole lot of imperfect out there. Sometimes it's our own imperfect. Sometimes it's others imperfect, but there is a lot. And, you know, sometimes we need to forgive those that we know and that we love. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to forgive those that we don't know. Right. I mean, we had a situation last night at a restaurant. Right. Where forgiveness is what was needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy, uh, he had totally forgotten to place our order. Place part of our order. Part of our order. Mm-hmm. And we just kept waiting. And we had actually mentioned it to him. And he just went on. And then finally, he's like, I totally forgot to enter your order. 
Like, what? <laughs> and that was the one thing I'd really looked forward to at <laughs> yeah. that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we had friends with us, and we were wanting to share this one particular uh, meal mm-hmm. with them. And so it was it was actually uh, hysterical. It was. But this is this is the kind of stuff that we don't think about utilizing forgiveness mm-hmm. for. And that's really what we want to talk about today. So, you know, okay, a few weeks ago, Mark forgot to stop at the grocery store to pick up cat food on his way home. Um, we, we have cats that live out in our barn and we do sparingly feed them because mm-hmm. we want them to, we want them to be good mousers, but he, he forgot that. And the way I needed to respond to that is I had to forgive. Yeah. And so when I came home, I had to ask forgiveness to Jilly and our two kitties. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't but, very happy with me. And you didn't even have to ask for forgiveness. I can choose to forgive right. even without the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so um, definitely... It's these everyday things like yep. that. Yep. Like uh, our son had promised to mow our yard, and uh, he didn't show up to do that. And so we had to forgive. For, yeah. You know, there was a time where, I don't know, it, this happened a few weeks ago. I asked you to watch a movie that I've asked you to watch a couple of times, mm-hmm. and you were too tired to watch that movie mm-hmm. and so I had to forgive yeah and what you and I've really come to learn is that forgiveness is just underutilized that we don't expect these things these situations our varying personalities to raise up before us and cause issue right and and what happens is then that breaks relationship. Mm-hmm. And some of those things do break trust. Yeah. Okay. But forgiveness and trust are two very different things. Right. Okay. We've we're totally, not. Yep. Yeah, we've learned that. Yeah. Right. So don't confuse forgiveness and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably one of the biggest places that I think people make a mistake is thinking that if I forgive, then I have to trust. Mm-hmm. No, not not at all. If you forgive, in fact, forgiving is the first step in somebody being able to rebuild trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, so unless, if you need to rebuild trust with me, you can't rebuild it unless I forgive first. Right. So I'm opening up the door of my heart for you to rebuild trust. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. Forgiveness is the first step in rebuilding trust, but forgiveness in and of itself does not rebuild trust. Right. When you say that, I think of forgiveness as like a closet, that we open up the closet door and we throw the hurt into the closet. Wow. And we think that, Okay, I've dealt with it. I've put it away. And what we've really done is hidden it. And then we Mm -hmm. white knuckle trying to keep the door closed from that thing coming out. Oh, my goodness. That is such a good picture. And what we need to do is keep 
the closet door open and let the Lord just take it. Well, what we need to do is clean out the closet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we need to clean out that closet. And so forgiveness is the process of cleaning out the closet. Mm-hmm. I like to say that forgiveness is what keeps our heart uncluttered mm-hmm. and available to God. Yeah. And available to others. To others. Yeah. Right. Which is why it's the first step in trust rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is an important part of understanding that I'm the one that owns the condition of my heart. Mm-hmm. And. But we want to blame others like it's their responsibility for the condition of our heart. Right. And that's a big, that's a mind bender. Because when we're hurt, we want to blame and accuse and mandate responsibility. But the one who's responsible for our our own heart is ourselves. Right. Yep. And only with God's help. Mm -hmm. I mean, forgiveness is very difficult to do outside of your faith journey Mm -hmm. because... First, it's very difficult to give something that you haven't first received. And so the reason that we have um, the ability to forgive is Mm -hmm. because Jesus first forgave us. Right. Because God is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we recognize that we have undeserved Mm -hmm. forgiveness. Right. Then it also helps us to learn how to give that. Yeah. And not all, I want to go back for a moment to this rebuilding trust thing because not all forgiveness requires trust re- rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are for the bigger things, but you know, you forgetting the cat food, mm-hmm. you didn't break my trust. You were human. Right. You just forgot it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where. We use this beautiful gift of forgiveness to be like, you know what? I'm not going to get my heart all up in arms right. over this. In fact, the other day I read something, I think it was on Instagram, and, it, and I'm not going to say it exactly right, but it was something like, if something's not going to matter in five years, don't give it more than five minutes of your time. Right. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And when you think about something as silly as forgetting to pick up the cat food, okay, that isn't going to matter in five years. Mm -hmm. Now, if there is a consistent, I've asked you to stop at the store multiple times and you consistently forget, Mm -hmm. then you do break my trust because you say, yes, I'll do that. And then you don't. Right. But that happens over and over and over and over again. And then we have an issue of your word mm-hmm. not being you not being honest to your word or something like that right right and it's not only me that has to forgive you you also have to forgive me one mm-hmm. of the the ways that you and I are very different is I'm a straight communicator mm-hmm. and there are times where I communicate really uh, factually mm-hmm. and one of the ways and matter of fact yes Lee is yes. that a word <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're matter of fact and you're strong uh-huh. and I can take that personal mm-hmm. so I need to forgive that and let that not clutter my heart 
Right. Right. And so, you know, some, some of you listening might say, but well, you weren't wrong in doing that. Well, I could be more gentle in my communication, but it's one of those, and, and I have become more gentle Mm -hmm. in my communication, but sometimes, I don't know, life is crazy. We got five grandkids at the Mm -hmm. house. I ask you to do something and it's in a bit of stress and I don't say it in the gentlest, kindest, most compassionate way. That's a moment where this beautiful gift of forgiveness can so easily be used because your choice to use forgiveness then keeps it from becoming conflict. Right, right. And keeps it from cluttering my heart. And so what I can do is handle it in a healthy way or hoard my (laughs) hurt and then... In actually hoarding my hurt, I begin to nurse my hurt and then harden my heart because of a hurt that wasn't handled in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. We did um, a Marriage Monday blog post called Are You Hoarding Your Hurts? Mm-hmm. where we talked about that. We'll make sure that we link to that in the show notes. But um, that is huge. And back to the closet picture, when we throw a hurt in there mm-hmm. and then we add another hurt onto it and another one that's we're actually hoarding those hurts and what we want to do is we want to get in the habit of utilizing forgiveness in the moment right like in the moment so that we aren't hoarding the hurt we're not nursing it mm-hmm. we're not our our head and our heart are not getting drug around by this offense that we actually can choose to let go of. Right, right. That's really the picture of forgiveness. That forgiveness is that cleansing or that purging and letting go where we can have a healthy relationship. Now, I do want to go back a little bit that when we hurt one another, like in that uh, situation that you gave of things were busy or things are busy and you can be a bit direct or curt. I totally have a responsibility to, to manage my perspective that the, and keep awareness that, you know, there's a lot happening. Jill isn't doing this on purpose, but when I hoard my hurt and nurse it, then all of a sudden I become aggressive and can become antagonistic, and then I'm unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so important to keep our heart clean. And then also, when in that process, it it does mean that we can talk to one another and to have a safe conversation with one another about how how I felt or how you felt in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And forgiving doesn't mean that we can't address it. Right. So I think sometimes we think, well, if I forgive, then right. I'm supposed to forget. Right. No, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily going to. But if you forgive and then you choose to address it, then you're going to more likely have a good conversation, mm-hmm. a healthy conversation, and it's not going to be all worked up 
and highly emotional because you've untangled your heart. Mm-hmm. You, your heart is no longer hardened and you've done the work that you personally need to do so that you bring your communication to the table with a heart of forgiveness. Right. And that's a beautiful gift that mm-hmm. we can give to the relationships that mean the most to us. I think what happens oftentimes in conflict in relationships, it's when we go at it with our spouse or our child or a coworker, and we haven't done any internal work to prepare ourselves for that conversation. Oh, we right. just react. Right. We just right. go for it. We and and instead what we need to do is slow things down, sort through it in our head and our heart and through prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, I I need to clean up my heart as it mm-hmm. relates to this. Yeah. Um and then, okay, Lord, do I need to have a conversation with this person? Do I need to follow up? Do we need mm-hmm. to talk about it? If so, then I can move forward and I can do that mm-hmm. in a way that is going to be helpful right. for the relationship instead yeah. of hurting. All right. So let's talk for a moment about what forgiveness is not, mm. because I think that we get confused about what it is and what it isn't. So the first thing is forgiveness is not condoning. So it's not right. condoning someone's behavior that was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not condoning an action that was hurtful. Mm -hmm. It's simply cleaning up your heart as it relates to that action. And then either that was all that needed to happen because maybe it wasn't um, intentional or maybe it isn't a pattern Um, And we just need to clean up our heart or we clean up our heart and then we have that conversation. But it's not condoning behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the first one. It's not excusing behavior either. Right, right. And in excusing behavior, that would be unhealthy. And so forgiveness allows for healthy conversation. It allows us who have been hurt to come at those conversations in a healthy way versus in an, an antagonistic way or aggressive way. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So if you forgive, it doesn't say that what happened was okay. Mm-hmm. And the person being forgiven is still responsible for their action. Yep. Okay. Forgiveness is not forgetting. So it's not condoning. It's not excusing. It's not forgetting. The action did happen and it's part of the fabric of the relationship I think that people can, most certainly I, as I was first learning about forgiveness, I was confused by that because if I would have a hurt raise up again, I would think, gosh, I already sought forgiveness. I've already talked that through. What in the world, why is that raising its head again? And what we've learned is that hurts happen in layers. Mm-hmm. And so as we may have forgiven a hurt once and that was needed or many times and that was needed, but then all of a sudden when it happens again, you walk through forgiveness and let it go. Well, and there are, right, there are different angles yep. that hurt 
happens in. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we talk about, and this is related to um, our story of overcoming infidelity, is that when there are, like there's a place where I found out that um, you had met this person. Mm -hmm. And when I see that place, especially, it doesn't snag me anymore. I mean, that was almost 10 years ago. But in the early months, mm -hmm. And I, and I will, let me back up. I can still think about it when I drive right. past that. It just doesn't, my heart doesn't get all tangled up like it right. did, you know, especially in those early months. But I would see that place and it would make me, um, it, it, I would get really, really sad about the deception. Mm -hmm. And I would forgive the deception. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I might drive by it and I might have to forgive the deception. But two days later, I might drive by it, and I'm sad again. Mm -hmm. This time, I'm sad over the financial mess mm -hmm. that the infidelity caused mm -hmm. and money that was spent on a place like that that makes me crazy. Yeah. You know, and so I got snagged or I got hurt by the same thing, but from two different angles. Right. On that, and honestly, yeah. there were probably twenty different angles on that. Mm -hmm. So that's when we talk about forgiveness needing to happen in layers. Right. Sometimes it's the it's if you're confused by why it raises its head, it's probably a different angle than mm -hmm. what you've let go of. Yeah, it's also entirely possible that you have picked back up what you laid down. Sure. Yep. Well, and I think for me. Like even some of those situations where you feel that hurt raise up, I feel that hurt raise up as well. Like we went by that hotel last night uh, when you and I were coming home from dinner. Mm -hmm. And where I've matured is I can wallow in shame. Mm -hmm. And I've had to really practice forgiveness and acceptance of the forgiveness that I think is huge in that forgiveness process because in accepting forgiveness, I'm accepting God's forgiveness and your forgiveness, mm -hmm. and then I can forgive myself. Mm -hmm. That's that's hugely important. Mm -hmm. Right, because the person that you may need to forgive may not be somebody else. Right. It might be... It might be yourself. Yeah. And that's choosing to not wallow in that pain anymore it's choosing to not let that pain keep holding on to you mm -hmm. you know i've heard it said to not forgive is like drinking poison and hoping someone else will die uh, right which really illustrates that forgiveness is really about our heart and mm -hmm. it's our it's it is a gift we get to give to ourselves mm -hmm. more than anyone else mm -hmm. because we're keeping our heart uncluttered and available to God. Right. Yeah. But forgiveness is almost always a crisis of the will. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say almost always. <laughs> it's always. Right. A crisis of the will. What do you mean by that? We don't ever feel like forgiving, ever. Right. So it will always be a crisis of the will because we will have to go against what we feel like doing. Yep. And what's true is that our feelings will deceive us. Our feelings 
don't tell us the truth always. They're important because mm-hmm. they like raise a red flag that something's off. Right. Something's out of whack. Something yeah. happened that's not good. But if we let them keep leading us, at some point we have to recognize that our feelings are giving us a clue that something needs to be dealt with. Right. Something's off. Something needs to be looked at. Pay attention here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so really, forgiveness comes out of, uh, forgiveness is really an act of obedience. Yeah. And then what happens is there's this relief that follows obedience. Mm -hmm. There is a freedom that Mm -hmm. follows obedience. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful gift that God gives us. When we learn to do things his way rather than our way. Yeah. And our way wants to hold on to the hurt. It wants to hoard the hurt. Right. And his way is hand the hurt to me. Right. And in handing the hurt to him, forgiveness is also trust. Trusting that God is bigger than our hurt. Mm -hmm. God is attentive to our hurt and God is going to handle it. Mm-hmm. In his way, in his perspective. We don't know what's going on in someone else's heart. We mm-hmm. don't know how God is dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we really are putting it into God's hands because we're choosing to let them off of our hook, but they're not necessarily off of God's hook. Mm-hmm. I love in First Peter 2.23, This is what it says about Jesus. It says, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Mm -hmm. So that's saying that Jesus entrusted himself to God who judges justly. And so Jesus went ahead of us. He showed us the way. And... Um, was, I mean, when we think about how Jesus was actually treated, I mean, he was treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. You talk about somebody who had a lot of things, a lot of people to forgive. Yeah. He absolutely did. But he entrusted those hurts mm-hmm. to the one who judges justly. Yeah. What a great picture for us because our flesh cries the opposite or our humanness mm-hmm. cries out to uh, to yell and scream, to overreact, to accuse, to blame, to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And yet, as Christ followers, we don't want to follow the ways of ourself. We want to follow the ways of him being Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that he came showing us the way and that we can doably do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't ask us to do anything he wasn't willing to do first. Right. Right. Yeah. So when we forgive, our heart is uncluttered. We're letting that person off of our hook, but they're not necessarily mm-hmm. off of God's hook. Now, remember, let him off the hurt hook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, if trust was broken, that's a whole nother ball game. Right. But then you're able to move forward because when you're able to forgive, you're actually able to move forward if we 
are filled with unforgiveness, we have one foot in the past, maybe mm-hmm. both feet in right. the past. And we can't fully heal until we're able to let go of that past and move forward in walking in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. You know, another thing that comes to my mind is that oftentimes when we are filled with unforgiveness towards someone or Mm -hmm. something, it's like we demonize them in our head and our heart. Mm. But when we're able to forgive, we humanize them. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so we really... We need to move from demonizing that person in our head to humanizing them in our heart, mm-hmm. recognizing they probably are wounded as well. Um, they are imperfect as well. Mm-hmm. And so that can be for the big stuff and it can be for the little stuff. Right. You know, when your spouse um, forgets to do something that that they promised to do, man, we can we can demonize them. Yes. Yeah. And we take it as a personal attack on us when most often it has nothing to do with us. It's what's going on inside of that person. and Or it was just their humanness that came out and they, they didn't intend to forget to do something. Right. But what we tend to do is we tend to, you know, this is where we have that great argument in our heart. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're driving somewhere and you're like having this full on argument with that person. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk for a moment because where are those moments where it is a red flag that we need to be forgiving? Right. That would be one of them. Yes. Right? Yeah. You you get in the car and you start driving somewhere and you are like yelling, this, screaming. He's this and that. And if you would just and and if you would do you know how many times you have and you know you're having this right. argument in yeah. your car alone. Um maybe it's in your head, um, but you're arguing that out. Mm-hmm. Clue number one, you probably need to forgive. Yeah. 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 Um, another one is when you are really like you feel distance in your heart mm-hmm. with someone. Right. Like you don't want to be around them. You don't want to be near them. You don't want to talk to them. Clue. Yeah. It's probably time to forgive. I think too of the self-talk that we can have, like if somebody says something to us and all of a sudden we're in our mind having this little argument well, yeah, you just said that, but you didn't feel that way a year ago, or that's not what you said last week when you were totally reaming me. You know, mm-hmm. ha- we can have that argument in our head right in front of the person, and they don't even know what's going on. But sometimes we even say those things. Right. And oh, yeah. then we end up in some big old Mm-hmm. I, okay, I can remember this particularly happened. Um, it was probably about three years after you and I had our crisis. And you said to me one day, um, for you, you gave me a compliment and you said, I just want you to know what a wonderful, thoughtful wife you are. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was right after your birthday or something, something that, you know, mm-hmm. but you were like, you are such a wonderful, thoughtful wife. And I remember exactly what I thought in that moment. Mm. Well, you didn't think that way three years ago when you left me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I wanted to like exact, like, you know, we weren't even talking about that, but that was the first thing that mm-hmm. came to my head and my heart. And I had to catch myself and go, whoa. Yeah. Where did that just come from? And, you know, I'm grateful in that moment. I didn't say it. This was a whole internal thing that went on. And I'm so grateful in that moment I, I took my thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that um, that we read about in 2 Corinthians 10.5, that we take our thoughts captive. So I took my thoughts captive. They did not exit my mouth. And one of the things I, I remember um, shortly after that, that God kind of gave me a little phrase for that. And it was, don't go reliving what you have forgiven. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I, Jill, where did that come from? Yeah. And I'll tell you where it came from. This is, this is the reality of spiritual warfare. There is a uh, spiritual battle that we cannot see that uh, the enemy of this world wants to divide and steal and destroy. Absolutely. And when those kind of things come into our head, it's like it, it feeds. He's feeding. Mm-hmm. He's feeding the frenzy. Yeah. And we have. This is when we have to know that we have a tool to keep our heart or unclutter our heart. When I mean, right. it can be. It can get cluttered in a second. Right. It, like that moment where yeah. you gave me this innocent, kind compliment, and I had it cluttered in. In five seconds. Yeah. And yeah. so I had to catch myself and go, whoa, 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 no, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not playing into the enemy's hands. Right. That is not um, that is not going to be helpful here. It's not right. helpful to me. It's not helpful to us. And I'm not taking the bait. Yeah. Yeah. But our flesh wants to take the bait. Or our humanness mm-hmm. wants to take the bait and run with it. I think that's another place where we know that we need to wield that tool of forgiveness is when our spouse or somebody else says something or does something, and all of a sudden we've latched onto it and we've reacted. Yes. Like we've lit up and we're like inside, why am I so reacting to this mm-hmm. yeah. better grab hold of forgiveness mm-hmm. right and so what does that actually look like let's talk about what it actually looks like to forgive okay mm-hmm. um because really and and i think this is the the key is that it's important for us to understand that forgiveness is a vertical process with a horizontal result mm-hmm it's a vertical process with a horizontal result. Yep. So forgiveness is really between me and God. Yep. I'm uncluttering my heart. I'm handing it to him. It will have, and that's the vertical part. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's actually making a choice. Lord, 
I choose to forgive Mark for forgetting to pick up the cat food. Right. And I choose to forgive him for the reality that that means I'm probably going to have to, one of us is going to have to run up to the store tonight and get it because we're completely out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm making that choice. It's a vertical. It's between me and God. I'm having a conversation with God. I might have a conversation with you about it. I might not. Mm -hmm. I might choose to just simply say, you know what? We all make mistakes, honey. One of us mm -hmm. is going to have to run back up to the store tonight and get cat food. I don't know which, you know, how that'll mm -hmm. work out. Right. So in that case, I don't even need to say, I forgive you. Now you could have said, oh man, I completely drove right by and I forgot. I'm so sorry. Will you, will you please forgive me? Mm -hmm. And I can say, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. You're human. We, we all forget things. Mm -hmm. But it's that actual vertical process. Lord, I forgive Mark for forgetting um, to pick up the cat food. And I forgive him for the fact that we're going to have to use uh, one part of our evening to go deal Back. with that. Because yeah. really, that's a perfect example of how it's layered. Yeah. Okay? I yeah. forgive him for forgetting it, but now it has consequences. And that is, we can't just veg on the front porch tonight like I really wanted to. And one of us is going to have to run back up to the store. Mm -hmm. So that's um, two layers in that forgiveness process. Yeah. All right. So it's, um, but it's, it's making that choice. It's talking to God about it. <clears throat> it's handing it to him. Yeah. That's the picture that I think is so important. And for me, I, pictures are impacting to me. And so sometimes mm -hmm. I'll even, if I'm stirred up, I'll grab something and literally, God, I'm handing this to you. I'm entrusting this to you and then let, letting it go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes to even sit down and, and think about, okay, why am I, what is this stirred up? Why am I stirred up over this? If I don't stop and look at that, then what'll happen is that can all that those emotions and thoughts can go underground and then come up again later. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. They get all, they come out sideways yeah. is what yeah. happens. And, and that's not good. So yes, mm -hmm. um, it is, um, it is a, a cleaning up back to the closet. Yeah. Let's say there's a lot in that closet. Mm -hmm. um, let's say that you have been hoarding your hurts. Mm -hmm. What forgiveness might look like for you is to actually take a, um, you know, take an evaluation of what's in that closet. What are the hurts and mm -hmm. literally going through one by one, mm -hmm. um, for, you know, especially if you've been hoarding them, you may need to do, to kind of clean out that closet and then once the closet's cleaned out, your goal is you're no longer using the closet. Right. You're dealing with things in real time. Right. Now, this isn't, um, this isn't stopping grief. This isn't stopping um, or um, not addressing pain mm -hmm. that is caused. Um, but it is how we keep our heart from getting hardened by the pain that we experience mm -hmm. in this life. Right. 
So it, you know, we still may need to grieve, even after we've forgiven, we may need to grieve, we may need to sort, we may Mm -hmm. need to obviously rebuild trust if it's been something really big. But our goal is to ultimately kind of get our heart uncluttered and then to keep it uncluttered in real time and to learn how to be a forgiver in real time. Right. Rather than letting it rob us of peace, rob us of joy, rather than letting it come between us. Let's talk about it in uh, parenting in real mm-hmm. time. Okay, here's a quick one. Your child spills milk. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. We got a big old mess on our hands. And see, those are the moments we don't think about it needing forgiveness. Right. But what needs to happen in real time in that moment is we need to choose to forgive mm-hmm. to, to the very best of our ability within seconds of when that happens. Yeah. I think of in parenting, too, that a lot of times, I, in fact, I was guilty of this, is not letting our kids be kids, that mm-hmm. we expect them to be adults or little adults. So forgiveness in real time is gosh, you're three years old, of course you would behave this way. Mm-hmm. And so accepting a individual for who they are, accepting their personalities. Even accepting their age and yeah. the limitations of age. Yep. Yep. And this just happened a couple of weeks ago in our home because um, our granddaughter was here and she was pirouetting through the dining room and her arm caught a candle holder that I have that's glass mm-hmm. and the glass went everywhere. Yeah. And of course, immediately she was like, Nana, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't right. see it. And, you know, she was just, I could tell she was just kind of waiting for what was going to happen. And I, I had to forgive in real time. I mean, I was disappointed. I loved that. Right. Um, it matches another one. And now I have lost the glass holder. I've got to see if I can find another one, you know, to replace it that matches. But I had to very quickly mm-hmm. forgive her for that. Yeah. She didn't do that intentionally. No. It was childish foolishness. It was her just being a kid. Lost and in her kidness. Yes. Yeah. And so I had to, and I was able to handle that mm-hmm. with forgiveness and kindness and not anger. Right. Because I was in real time able to go, oh, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive her for that. Mm-hmm. And later I grieved it to you privately. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I don't know if I can find another one of those. I right. don't even know. <laughs> I looked online. I wasn't able to. I'm like, I don't even know if I can. So I still had, I still grieved it. But that's what it looks like in real time. And what that helped me to do is that helped me to handle it with a heart of grace and compassion and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful gift I gave, quite frankly, to myself as well as to my granddaughter. Yeah. Well, and the impact, the ripple effect is that the other two grandkids that were there Mm -hmm. experienced the blessing of forgiveness. Yeah. Because I think all three of them were waiting for... The shoe to drop. Yeah. Like the anger to hit. Yeah. And quite frankly, when we were raising our kids, I was much 
quicker to anger. Yeah, me and too. And it would have happened probably mm-hmm. that way because I didn't understand the impact of forgiveness in real time. Right. And why I needed to learn how to use forgiveness every single day. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. And so I would get angry um, and, I, and that was my default response. Mm-hmm. And now I... I really believe that forgiveness is my default response. Yeah. Um, there are times where I might, let's just say that in, in that case, and this wasn't the case in that one, but let's just say that I had told her specifically not to dance in the house or do gymnastics in the house, and she had. Yeah. Okay, I still would need to forgive in real time Mm-hmm. But we might want to sit down afterwards and say, okay, let's talk about what happened because Nana had just told you um, or reminded you that we're that we needed to do that kind of activity outside. Yeah. So when I'm able to have that kind of a conversation with a heart of forgiveness, it's most likely going to go much better oh yeah so so we're not saying that that it just wipes things away right we're just saying that if we need to address things we're going to be able to address them in a much healthier way and it's going to be relationship preserving yeah and that's the beautiful yeah gift of forgiveness absolutely yeah it's good conversation today i hope it's Mm -hmm. been helpful for you And um, that you will uh, be very, very intentional about recognizing the opportunities to forgive in real time. I'm going to bet that, you know, I don't know what time of the day you're listening to this, but I'm going to bet that you're going to have an opportunity, even if you're listening to this in the evening, you're going to have an opportunity to Use this beautiful gift Mm -hmm. that God has given us in real time to manage something, Mm -hmm. uh, some imperfect that you're going to bump into. Your own imperfect, your spouse is imperfect, one of your kids imperfect, and you're going to have an opportunity to use it in real time and see the difference it makes when your heart is able to stay uncluttered or become uncluttered in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You want to close us in prayer? Sure. Father, thank you so much that you have forgiven us first, Mm -hmm. that you have shown us how to forgive. Lord, thank you for the power and the cleansing of forgiveness. Thank you for showing us first how to forgive. Lord, help us to vertically forgive first, to uh, forgive those around us, to forgive ourselves. And Lord, along with the actions and the practice of forgiveness, help us to accept your forgiveness, the forgiveness of others, and the fact that we can forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you check out the show notes at jillsavage.org slash podcast, uh, where you can uh, link over to more resources about the topic of forgiveness. 
Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over at jillsavage.org slash podcast. See you next week for another not perfect, but very important conversation about the real stuff of life. Oh, 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 oh